Consciousness and Understanding Channelings from Clyde Trepanier Volume 4 Continued Sessions from February 1962 Thursday, February 1st, 1962 Peace Peace be with you, my beloved children. I come to you tonight in your period of silence to share with you my blessings and my love. My love for you, my children, is deep. I would that I could share with you the great bliss that comes from this love. I would that I could put into words the feeling, the satisfaction that comes with this great knowing of love. You see, beloved ones, I see you, not as one who is immersed in sin, nor one who is lacking in knowledge, in wisdom, and in understanding. But I see you as a beautiful rosebud about to blossom forth in all its glory and beauty. I know not how to describe these things adequately, so that you would understand or know for these things must be experienced to realize the greatness of the impact upon your soul. I say to you, my children, be grateful that you have chosen these times in which to express in this dimension, for great opportunities await you. But as I have said to you many times, and perhaps shall say many times more, love ye one another. Allow to express through you this great universal power, which, if cultivated, will grow and grow and grow, and you shall experience bliss beyond your greatest expectations. Allow yourself to be baptized in this great sea of cosmic consciousness. This was truly the symbology of the one whom you call John the Baptist when he baptized in the water the water being symbolic of the great sea of consciousness of which I spoke. This great being again walks your earth today and will play a great part in establishing the kingdom of brotherly love, of justice, and of peace on planet earth. For those of you who sincerely seek the truth, it is most important that your eye become single and that you see only that which is good in man, to recognize and cultivate that which will bring peace, love, and understanding to earth. Many of you throughout planet earth who have been faithful to your cause and to your creator shall receive the light one day, as have many others. These are recorded in your religious histories and this experience shall come to many when suddenly they shall find great wisdom and understanding has unfolded before them. Beloved children, let no fear, no resentment, nor hate enter your hearts, but look always to that which is good, which is righteous, which is just. For if this be done, your path shall become smooth the fields will become more beautiful and life itself becomes much more abundant. 
and a peace begins to settle around your being and you begin to become one with all creation and the true love of creation begins to dawn in your heart. Peace, peace, peace. Wednesday, February 7th, 1962. My peace and my blessings to you, beloved ones. At times, it is somewhat of a decision that is difficult to make in attempting to choose a subject upon which to speak to you that will be of great interest to all concerned. So this evening, I have decided, if it is your pleasure, to attempt to answer some questions for you. Questioner. Thank you. I think we'd like that, wouldn't we? Yoheni. Would you like this? There is one thing I shall request, and that is that you keep your questions impersonal. So, my friends, shall we start from there, in a manner in which you wish to conduct this? Questioner. Will there be peace and prosperity in the foreseeable future? Yoheni. Now we are getting into predictions, and I must state to you, beloved ones, that in predictions I can only be, shall we say, general. And now you see, beloved ones, in this question that our dear brother here has asked, we are again faced with interpretations for what would be to one person prosperity may not be to another. Therefore, I shall have to answer your question in these terms. In the near foreseeable future, I see for many of your people great prosperity. For many of your other people, or for many numbers of your people, I also see famine and lack. For your nations of this planet as a whole, I see a period of great struggle to maintain a degree of prosperity among their people, and I see this struggle growing ever greater, and I see the efforts of these growing ever weaker. For systems such as exists upon your planet can never stand through eternity. For until man has reached a state of greater understanding for his fellow man, a state of greater desire to serve his fellow man rather than to serve himself, and this too holds true with your nations, until you have at least some similarity of a world government functioning for the good of all mankind upon your planet, with leaders of spiritual understanding, until these things prevail you shall not experience world prosperity or world peace. In regards to peace, it is difficult to see how world peace can come to planet Earth when the very discussion of peace brings conflict. For thus far, none of your leaders have been able to agree upon any form of peace. And until this type of negotiations is overcome, until man can meet together in peace and can begin to see at least some similarity of what real peace should be, 
it is difficult to see how peace can reign supreme upon planet Earth. Questioner. Thank you. Other questioner. May I ask who we are now talking to? May I ask your name, please? Yoheni. In our level of existence or plane of life, names are not necessary. Why do you use names? Only because that is the only way you have, the only way you understand to identify. And this, my friends, grows more complicated as time moves on. For in the beginning of your civilization, man had one name. Then, in order to identify him, he was given two names, and then three, and in some cases four or five. The only identification that we use would be one to designate our type of service. If you must have a type of identification, you may call me Yoheni. But I assure you, this means nothing more than an identification. I will say to you, I am very close to our dear doctor here. Questioner. Thank you. Another questioner. May I ask a question, Yoheni? Thank you. Could you tell us a bit about our family life here? The way we live it and why it is? This way to clarify our way of family life here on Earth? Yoheni. Would you be more explicit as to what you mean by family life? Questioner. Well, yes, we have a system set up here on Earth where naturally we're apart from one another. So there must be some purpose of living life the way we do with parents and offsprings and whatnot. And generally, it doesn't expand much beyond what we call family. What is the importance of this? Yoheni. This, so far as offsprings are concerned, is only to propagate your race. This is strictly a law of nature. Your relationships to your families has become other than instinct, a matter of customs that has been developed by your people. There is a law in nature that automatically sets up an instinct in the physical man and woman that creates a desire or a love, as you call it, for the offspring. This you will find throughout nature, through your animal world. But in the animal world, it is not carried as far as it is in your human race, and oft times, I must say, it is carried much too far. For when a soul has reached the point of maturity in the physical body, they should be released. And before this, they must be allowed to express your civilization has much to learn in this respect, a great deal to learn. For in other races in your system, the capabilities or talents of a soul incarnated is known very, very early in the life of this child. He is directed and trained accordingly. Therefore, you have no misfits. In Earth civilization, 
There are so many, many misfits. I believe the terminology that is used by your people, square pegs in round holes, or round holes in square pegs. This would not exist if the capabilities were determined and your offsprings were allowed to develop as their soul is trying to direct them. Have I covered that which was in your mind? Questioner. Yes. I was wondering along the line too, what we call duty in the family and love, whether these things are existent in our mind only or whether, whether it's right. Yoheni. You are thinking of duty to another because of blood connection. Am I correct in this? Questioner. Yes. Yoheni. Why should your duty be greater to one in whose veins flow your blood than to that which does not? If all men are to be as one, then we have the same responsibility for all. We are all children of the one great intelligence. It matters not whose blood flows in the veins of a physical structure, for this is only, as you well know, a vehicle of conveyance used to experience in this environment. The physical means nothing, and man must learn to see life as such. And when this understanding becomes evident in the minds of earth man, then you are truly expressing brotherhood, for we are all brothers and sisters. Because I chose in this life to incarnate through the use of two physical vehicles does not set me apart. Questioner. He has just explained here what I have felt right along, and I thank him very much for bringing this out. Other Questioner. I would like to ask a question. Each person seems to have a reason for being in this life, and what would be the key to find out what your mission on this earth is, for each one of us to do to the best of our abilities? Yoheni. Each soul that chooses to incarnate into this environment has come with a desire to experience certain specific things in order to grow. At a very early age, these begin to come out through the physical brain as desires, as talents. Too many times, through your systems, your educational systems, selfish desires of parents who would like to have the child follow in his footsteps or her footsteps, to be what I have been known. And the true desires and talents of this soul are pushed back and back. And soon a great confusion begins to take place in the mind of this person, and they are not able to determine the thing that they should be doing. But if the individual as a child could be studied closely, it could soon be determined that the path that he should follow. And once he has started on this path, his life shall begin to become harmonious. And all of the desires of the soul shall come forth and begin to express, and he shall allow them to express. It is the great confusion 
that has been set up in this manner in the minds of so many of your people that causes the great crimes that you have, the juvenile delinquency. There is no need for these things. At least, if the soul could be allowed to desire, to express as it desires, there would be very, very little of this type of thing that would occur. There you have again what we have previously spoken of. You would not have the square pegs in the round holes. I am sure that each of you have recognized at times these desires, these urges to do certain things, but due to circumstances, you have felt that it was impossible, and you keep pushing them back, pushing them back. This has become almost, I would say, almost, something that is almost, that has been experienced by almost everyone. True, many of your people are successful as you measure success in your civilization and still have not expressed that which their soul has been crying for. But these same individuals you will find are not happy in their success. They have ill health. They try in many ways to overcome the confusion, the unhappiness that is within them, because they are not expressing as they should be. Many of those in your civilization who are known as alcoholics, drug addicts, are people of this type, who all know they were successful in your terms of successfulness. Still, they were not happy, and they tried to reach happiness through other channels, and many have completely destroyed themselves. Someone else have a question? Questioner, how can I, or anybody for that matter, make people understand just what you said, the agony in people who don't want to understand? They become very little in understanding themselves, to make them understand between lip service. They say, they pray. And as you can see, it's just lip service. They just don't want to understand or they cannot understand. Now, what is there any measurement that you can see if somebody doesn't want willingly to understand or cannot understand? How can you help those people? Yohini, my son, this is a very good question, and I know that this is a question in the minds of many of you and many others who are true seekers. You see, one thing that has happened in your civilization, your people have been lulled to sleep, so to speak, by their political leaders, their religious leaders, and many others whom they consider to be authorities. Your people have been taught to accept the word of certain types of individuals as authority. There have been, through these teachings and customs, great walls built up in the consciousness of these people, and these walls have carried from incarnation to incarnation, and in many cases have been built higher and higher through incarnation after incarnation. These are difficult to break until something comes into the life or the experience of this individual that shows to him, in some small way, 
that the only authority he will ever find will be within himself. It is true, many, many who consider themselves to be highly spiritual, to have great understanding of the spiritual things, are some that have the greatest walls. And as you say, they spend great time, great amounts of time, in praying to some deity far off, giving lip service, I believe was the terminology you used, which means nothing so far as his spiritual growth and brings him nothing. In attempting to reach these people, it is almost a waste of time if they are completely unreceptive, if they have a closed mind. The greatest way to reach any individual is through our own living, our own examples. For when another man observes that you are happy, are radiant, are successful, you radiate joy and peace, serenity, this is something that all men seek. All men do not admit that they seek this, and all men do not use this terminology. But I am sure that almost anyone in your civilization will admit that happiness is the greatest thing to be had. And when he can be brought to the realization that in order to have true happiness, he must also have spiritual understanding, he is beginning to see the light. And through man's demonstration by living, by attaining to this light and living this, he will drag other men with him. For they cannot, they cannot touch this man's life without realizing that he has a great something. And a desire will grow within them to know that which he has. To attempt to smash down the wall of another is almost an impossibility. You see, unless man has some burning desire or some desire within his own heart to know the truth, I am sure that many of your people have some desire, yet they have not been able to break the habit of acceptance of authority. I believe, in my own heart, the greatest thing you of earth can do is try to point out to individuals the fact that what this man says or that man says is not so because he says that it is so, and that the truth will only in time be found within themselves. When they are open and receptive, then you can spark these truths in them. Do you see? Questioner. That's easy. Yes, that's true. Yohani. Once they open their minds, you can spark these truths in them, but they must decide within themselves whether what you say is truth or not. Also, or what I say, I do not ask you to accept anything that I say as truth. Questioner. I'm kind of stubborn on that myself. Yohani. But take it within your own being and decide whether what I say is truth or not not because I have said it. Questioner. I thank you very much. Yohini. I will answer one more question. Questioner. What is the purpose and destiny 
of other forms of life on earth besides man. Yohani. All nature is dependent one upon the other. Each has its function, and to try to explain to you the function of each individual form of life upon your planet would take hours. So I can only say in respect to this, that all life forms that exist upon your planet has a function in carrying on the process of this planet. And when this, when this function has ceased to be needed, this form of life will disappear. As you know, many forms of life have disappeared from your planet because they no longer were needed. Questioner. Isn't life eternal in all its forms or not? Yohani. You could say this, because nothing ever has been or ever will be that has not already been and would not always be. It may transform from one form to another, but it will always exist, for it is matter. Everything stems from matter. It has been my very great pleasure, privilege, to spend this time with you. I extend to each of you my very deepest blessings and love and understanding. Go in peace. Friday, February 9th, 1962. Peace to you. My children, you ponder great questions in your minds. It seems that those in your plane of existence in many cases have great difficulty in searching out their pattern or path. For some reason, for many it seems difficult to find that inner burning urge or to allow it to express, for too often man cannot decide within himself exactly how he is to express these desires. He is torn between opinions of others and between many self-created desires within himself that conflict with the true soul desire. And thus conflict and indecision rises within man. But man will not find his true happiness except through true soul expression. Now you say, beloved ones, in your minds, this does not help me to fulfill the thing I know within me I must fulfill. This does not help me to be sure that I have made the proper decisions. If I could, if it were within my power, without bringing to myself the knowing that I had violated the laws of my Creator, I should like to take you by the hand and lead you on. But I am going to help you in every way possible as will others, to find and follow in the right direction. Now, beloved ones, you know that you have free will, that you have the will and the opportunity to make decisions as you will, and you need not follow any path. Yet if the path you follow is not as has been determined as the path for you, your soul will cry out, it will rebel, and this is going to reflect in your life. And the pattern will be disrupted. 
and that which is meant for you may not be received. Your good, your supply, your health may all be disrupted. These things are all guideposts to be followed. People are drawn together upon their path as they move for many purposes. For never forget that man was not created to live and work alone, that he is dependent upon his brother, and all are dependent upon each other if the race of man is to grow, is to become a race of men that will live and prosper together. The times which you are now in are rapidly changing, as you well know. Many things are to be brought forth for the good of all men. It is going to take sincere and understanding persons to work hard and devotedly to mankind's welfare to bring about these things. And through his own life, his own living, to demonstrate to man the necessity of love, of understanding, of justice, of peace. There are being established today upon your planet several places, several settlements of people, people that are gathering together in an attempt to bring about these things. This is going to require courage. It is going to require great courage for those who step forth to put their efforts into bringing about a new understanding among earth people are going to find themselves open to criticism, to condemnation, and all of the things that men can find to reap upon him who are not in sympathy with his efforts. These paths will not be smooth in any respect, yet those who, through their sincerity, their great efforts and their great love for mankind, shall reap within themselves a great satisfaction and peace that no man can touch. For man's efforts, spent in the right direction, will never bring him anything but peace and satisfaction within his own being. And this cannot be taken away, as can man's material wealth. Have I been of any help? Group. Yes, thank you. Source. May the peace and joy of being in service to mankind find its place in the hearts of each of you. Peace be with you, my children. Friday, February 9th, 1962. My greetings to each of you, beloved ones. Once more it is my pleasure to be with you and to share with you. Beloved ones, you have just crossed a threshold. For some time you have been drawing close and now you have just stepped over the threshold into a new cycle for planet Earth and for your system, your solar system. From here on, you are going to be exposed to new influences which will be very apparent as time moves on, or as you move on in time. For time does not move. You pass through time. But time can only be measured by events. 
These influences will become more and more dominant in the lives of your people and in their effects upon your planet as you move farther and farther into time. The effects are going to work in two directions in the minds of your people, depending upon the mind of the individual. Those who are moving in the direction or who have made their decision to move in the direction of service, of dedication to mankind, are going to find these influences bringing about a sharper awareness, opening their senses, so to speak. They shall find new horizons opening before them. Their awareness of opportunities to serve and to grow are going to become more apparent to them. Where, on the other hand, to those who have reacted in the opposite direction, who have chosen the path of greed, of hate, these are going to find these things becoming more predominant in their lives. For these influences are bringing about the true man, that which is uppermost in his consciousness, and those shall be led down the path that will eventually eliminate them from this planet in due time. But great changes await this beautiful planet, and great changes await those who have chosen the path of service. Many will find that to carry out the service, the mission, or the responsibilities that they will discover are theirs, that great changes in their lives will come about. And in making decisions for these changes will come great tests to these people, great tests of their sincerity. For many will find that it will be necessary to pull up roots that have taken them a lifetime to put down. These are decisions that for many will not be easy to make. But these decisions will prove to man himself his sincerity, his desire to pull himself and his fellow man up out of the conditions that he finds himself in today. It is going to be necessary for souls to be strong, to be firm, to be dedicated and sincere. Many are going to find great awakenings coming to them, as did Saul on the road to Damascus. And this, my friends, is not idle talk, for there are many great souls upon your planet today who need but to be awakened. All of these things will come to pass in the not too far distant future, and you, my friends, shall be there. So be it. Thursday, February 15th, 1962. Beloved, once more I come among you to bring you the blessings, the love, and the understanding of our brotherhood. My children, you now find yourselves in an era of time where great opportunities await you. Many times in the past, we have emphasized to you the very great importance of cultivating awareness, of becoming aware of all things about you and within you, to cultivate this to a point where it becomes a very great part of your being, of your consciousness. It is necessary to reach a point where you no longer find it necessary to be aware 
that you are aware, for you live in a state of awareness. Now, my children, this will mean many things for you. For in this state of awareness, you will become aware of yourself, of the innermost functioning of yourself. And soon, great revelations begin to dawn in your consciousness. For you become conscious of the great powers within you that need only to be brought forth through becoming aware of them. And through this awareness, soon you will find your entire life taking on a new look. You will soon find yourself not living a life of existence, but a life of great abundance in all things, abundance in knowledge, in wisdom, in understanding, and in all needs. You will also find your concepts of your fellow man changing. You shall see him in a new light, as you shall see all other things in a new light. You will find that all things have taken on a new and different appearance to you. You will no longer find yourself involved in many of the entanglements of life that you have experienced in the past, for these things will have lost their importance to you, and you shall see these things as they truly are. No longer will you find yourself worrying or fretting over the things that have, in the past, caused you disturbance. You will find you are discovering peace, and once you have slightly tasted the cup of true peace, you will be anxious for more, and you will know wherein to find it. Few men of earth have found true peace. Many claimed to have found, but few have really found peace. When you have found true peace within your being, there will be no doubt in your heart or in the hearts of those with whom you come in contact. For this peace will glow from every cell of your being, and none can mistake it. This joy will stand out for all to see. When you have touched the life of another, they will not soon forget your passing, for their life will have been sweetened by your passing. You are now entering the cycle in your evolution where these accomplishments can be more easily made by those who are sincerely seeking. For great help is coming to you in many ways. And as you move farther in the corridors of time, these influences will become more and more apparent. So, my beloved ones, give yourself sincerely. Let your efforts grow stronger day by day. Be honest with yourself and with your Creator. Attempt in every way to weed from your consciousness those things which will hinder you in your growth and search. Pluck from your mind all resentment, fear, hate, anger. Leave not one stone unturned to take these things from your mind and close the door. Close the door tightly against them. For where these things exist, the seeds of truth do not grow well. No, beloved ones, seeds of truth thrive only on love, on positive thinking, on self-respect. In other words, clean soil is needed for truth to grow. 
So let us plant these seeds in fertile soil, that they might come forth and bring us into the cosmic consciousness that all of us are striving to reach. For only in this great cosmic consciousness can we become one, one in the great brotherhood of man. Only then can we join in brotherhood with the many, many civilizations of the cosmos. And only then can we begin to enter into the knowledge, the wisdom of the universe that awaits us there. I have been blessed again by the opportunity to spend this time with you. May each of you grow rapidly into an awareness that will bring you into the cosmic consciousness that you have so long sought. Peace. 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 Tuesday, February 20th, 1962. Greetings in the light, my friends. I am Oxel. Today upon your planet, a new milestone was reached in your scientific advancement and knowledge. From this will come great celebrations, great elation among your people. Already, this knowledge that has been gained is being analyzed with the purpose in mind of using this knowledge to increase the ability of your science to destroy man. If a new milestone had been reached today in the spiritual advancement and knowledge of Earthman, I wonder how great would be the celebration. From our vantage point, as we observe and record the actions of men of Earth, it never ceases to bring us amazement at the complexities which man creates for himself. Earthman today finds himself so surrounded with the complexities that he has created, entanglement has become so great, that he finds it almost impossible to see beyond the entanglement. Man of Earth has reached the point again in the evolution of his civilization where he must make some very wise choices if his civilization is to survive. Soon, and very soon, man must come into the realization that his scientific knowledge and achievements have carried him beyond his own capability to deal with them. Unless he goes back and strengthens the foundation of his civilization, it is going to collapse. Man does not build upon sand if he wishes his structures to stand against the elements. And neither does man build upon materialism if he wishes his civilization to stand. The civilizations that have reached heights in their evolution, wherein they are able to travel the universe, to know and receive the great science of the universe, have built their civilization upon a sound spiritual foundation. They have learned to know man as he truly is. They have learned the laws of their creator and they are living by them with a thorough knowledge of the laws and a thorough knowledge that only by living these laws does man truly become great in himself. They also know and realize the place man has in this great creation 
they know that each is but a cell in this great cosmic creation, as is each individual cell a part of your physical body, each depending upon the other, each being a part of the other, each living for the other as well as himself. Perhaps to visualize oneself as such could be difficult for the many, for the I has become so important to them that they are ruled by the I and the ego, rather than just being, just being a part of this great creation. Awareness of these things must come forth from the hearts of the masses of Earthman if he is to survive as a civilization. And, beloved friends, the cycle has almost passed. The time in which he can do this for this civilization is very short. But whatsoever comes to pass for Earthman in the near future, he has brought upon himself. Great efforts have been made by others in your system, from other planets in your system, in attempting to bring this realization to your people. Some of the great world leaders of your world have been contacted by these people and have refused to listen, have turned deaf ears. Many offers have been made to the powers that control your planet, but always they have been refused. This is difficult for many of your planet to believe this, we know, yet the truth stands. And so they go on. And so Earthman goes on, living on borrowed time. For were it not for your friends from other worlds, none of you would be sitting here tonight. This is well known also among your leaders, but they go on plotting and planning destruction. Peace has been a great issue, much talked of among your people and your leaders. Yet the very talk of peace among them bring conflict, for no one can agree upon a method of peace. Peace is not something that we agree upon. Peace is, as truth is. For until peace is found within man's heart, there can be no peace. It is our sincere hope that many of your people will find this peace within themselves. For if enough of them do, much, much of the conflict that will otherwise befall your people can be avoided. And we are grateful that there are those such as you gathered here tonight who are helping these people to find peace. I leave you, beloved ones, by extending to you the love, the light, and the understanding of my people. I am Oxel.